What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turn Dogs Golf Podcast. This is Liam. Alongside me is Jack. Jack, we have a great week in golf here in the Link style side of the world. Uh, you know, our guy Rory pulled it out. It was a nice win for him. Uh, he was coming off some some questionably shaky performances in the past. He came through that. He came through this past week. What did you think of the week? Oh, if you're like me and you're a degenerate, you watched it and it was awesome. Um, go to TikTok and find the fan view of Rory hitting that two iron in to stick it to eight feet or whatnot. Probably one of the best shots I've ever seen in my life. It was amazing. Did you see the TikTok of the guy saying he put like a hundred quid or whatever on Rory to win for 300? I want quid? a wee bit more. Yeah. And then Rory's like, I want a wee bit more than that. that was, People that were giving him crap. Let, come on. Everybody's so sensitive. Let it the was, guy have fun. It, it was, it was a funny moment. I mean, let's just agree that it was a funny moment and, and not, ostracize Rory too much for that um it is a little unfortunate for Robert McIntyre um you know this would have been his first kind of big win arguably to propel him on to the um greener pastures per se I I don't think he has his official PGA tour card I know he gets a lot of exemptions um just because of how he's played in the past and the fact that he is a pretty good DP world tour player but if he would have won I know he would have gotten his tour card and that could have been that could have been big for him so let's hope he can kind of turn that around in the next couple tournaments, weeks, months, years, ideally, um, and hopefully get his tour card soon. Um, I know that there's going to be a lot of interest in him this week. We had Scotty Shuffler in third place. Um, guy still couldn't putt, still didn't matter. Um, so that's incredibly interesting in terms of the Scottish Open because, again, it's a Lynx course. That's not probably his best best turf of all time or best layout of all time, I guess I should say. Um, who Who other than those three were probably your biggest surprise of the week? Biggest surprises, um, I think one um, were actually guys that missed the cut. So you take okay. a look at a guy like Cantlay, who I think was the third or fourth favorite, yep. talked about him a lot. Xander and Ricky both finishing four over on Sunday. You had guys like JT Poston, who just out of nowhere came out and play well. And then you have a guy who I think might be a really sneaky pick in the golf community and Max Homa last week, finishing top 15. I don't think he was talked about a lot in the public media, probably because he wasn't in the in necessarily in contention. Yep. But he, not to be a tool, sucks in majors. Yeah. Now, that performance could give him confidence that I know we'll talk about in a little bit, but I think that was what he needed going into a major on similar conditions. Yeah, I mean, in, in, in terms of... Homa, it's it's gonna I think bring people's attention towards him. Um, you just gotta start pulling out the, the the question marks on him and whether whether or not you can look past those or not. Um, it's like looking past the red flags on a potential partner. You just gotta realize if 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 they're a red enough flag that you can't get back to them or not. Um, so Homa is gonna be that challenge for a lot of people this week. I think for me the biggest surprise was Jordan Smith. Um, I had a little bit of interest in him last week. I did not anticipate that he was going to play as well as he did. Um, a top, a top, top 12 for him is a really good event and arguably what top 10 strongest field. I mean, do you think you could, you could agree on a route like that? That was potentially top 10 strongest field of the year so far. It could be, I think, let's see. It's, it's close. I'll just say top 15 more majors, elevated events, probably closer to top 15. Okay. But still, I think the fact that Jordan Smith's coming through on a top 15 event is a really promising sign. Um, and I think that'll be very interesting as well this week. There's a few of those low names. Um, Padraig Harrington's another one. He was chasing up. Padraig. Sorry. Padraig. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. I know. That one's inexcusable. 
Um, but he was another one that was interesting because he was chasing leaderboards all day. Uh, so that'll keep it incredibly interesting. Do you want to get into DraftKings and FanDuel? Yeah, you want to just jump right into it, or do you want to cover last week uh, bets and winners and wild cards? Well, no, yeah, last week's DraftKings and FanDuel. Oh, last week's. Yeah, you know, if you won, anybody that did well, who missed a cut. I don't even want to talk about uh, DFS. Let's just skip past it. Even though I beat you and won money, that is just boring in my opinion. I think we both won money in 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 DFS though, which was funny. Uh, yeah. I went for I went four for six on both, getting carried by Scotty and Tommy. Didn't matter too much. I don't have my lineups in the page, so I can't even see. That's what I was trying to signal to you is I don't have anything in there, so I can't read it. That's fine. I'll just go quick through it then, on my end, and then we'll just yeah get right, get right to that. My DraftKings and my FanDuel, honestly, they're both just kind of getting carried by Scotty Shuffler, Tommy Fleetwood, who finished tied third and tied sixth. Um, Tommy was kind of scaring me for a little while. I think he was like 50th on the leaderboard going into Saturday morning or well, Friday evening, depending on time frame and where you were in the States. Um, Jordan Smith T12 was super helpful. Garrick Higo T19 was super helpful. Um, Alex Smalley missed a cut. That was unfortunate. Um, I had some confidence in him this past week and that one kind of came back to bite me in the ass, which was unfortunate, but, uh, it happens. Yeah. I, I had like. Yeah, or uh, Doug Gim missed the cut, which I thought, you know, he did well on the open styles last year. And then Adrian Moronk missed the cut for me, too. I was just so annoyed by that. Oh, yeah. Moronk was a tough one for you. So, all right. Quickly going into bets. Yep. I had Alexander Bjork, which I talked about top 40 plus 137. That was a winner. Hovland did not do well. He finished 25th instead of my twenty. Xander choked it. Matty Fitzpatrick missed the cut. Patton top 30. That was a winner. Ryan Fox, top 40, that was a winner. And then my Scotty, Xander, Cantley, and Hatton made cut parlay loss because Cantley sucks. Oh, yeah, I didn't even realize that. I thought that was going to be a lock. I think I said it was going to be a lock last, last week, too. Yeah, so overall, on that week, down 1.6 units, bringing it to an unfortunate total of 72.5 units up on the year. Um, Sorry, I-, I can only pay off people's mortgages for this year. <laughs> uh, my bets, I went one for four. Um, I had Alex Smalley top 40. Again, he missed the cut. I think he ended up being too off the number. Um, I had Ricky Fowler top 20, where if you looked at his first three rounds, I think he, he was in about T7 going into Sunday um, and then proceeded to shoot five over, uh, which sucks. So, you know, that was, that was one where I felt really nice about it until Sunday when I saw the, the leaderboards. And then I had a Xander Shoffley and Tommy Fleetwood top 20 uh, which did lose because Xander Shoffley also shot five over on Sunday. Um, so we love that for me. Or maybe four over for Xander. I don't know. The point being is I think he was like T-17 and then proceeded to absolutely kick the bucket. Um, so I was lost too. Tommy Fleetwood top 20 plus 110. That was a nice win. One for four, down 1.9 units. Now I'm currently up 7.59 units. We'll get it back this week at the Open. We'll be fine. Hey, if you were to tell me this time this year together, we'd be up over 80 units. I'd sign up for everything that's been going on so far. Exactly. Um, all right, let's get the winner's picks real real quick. Uh, I'm going to go to mine first because mine stunk compared to you. Um, I had Alex Smalley who missed the cut and Kurt Kitayama who made the cut and then shot like 12 over. So he was T54. Yeah, I had uh, Minwoo Lee top 35 or tied 35th. And him, then Hatton, tied six. Him, yeah, him if Woo. you follow him on TikTok, his handle is Minwoo Lee. So. Uh, yeah, so you had a nice one, T35, T6. Uh, for Barbasol, you had Peter Kunst, who missed the cut. I had Quest. Jo- jo- tomato, tomato. This episode is PGR. 
<laughs> uh, and then I had Justin Lauer who finished T44. So it wasn't very pretty. Um, hopefully you followed the auxiliary option that I would have gone to had you not taken Justin Lauer or had you taken Justin Lauer and took Akshay instead. So I think he finished T9. Um, so that would have been the play to go to. Yeah, and right. what's nice about Barbasol is somebody almost shot a 90, and I think I could confidently beat that round. <laughs> Especially at Barbasol. I feel like that's that's kind of course that you can play well at. Yeah, it was like an 89. Oh, my goodness. All right, um, so we're getting into wild card picks here. What was your uh, what was your Romain Langescu, top <laughs> thirty plus two eighty. That was a smack, and then Victor Perez. I had him at top thirty, and he finished at top thirty five. So unfortunate loss, but that's why they're wild cards. But technically, we're up one point at units on wild cards, at least for me. There you go. Uh, for my wild cards, I had uh, Jordan Smith top twenty at plus four hundred. That was a nice win. Um, and then my other one was Rory McElroy, Terrell Hatton, and Matt Fitzpatrick top 20 plus 500. Uh, Rory and Terrell hit that portion, they did their job. Uh, Fitzy didn't make cut, which is unfortunate. Um, so that was a loss, but it happens. But, yeah, hey, listen, you hit the plus 400. If anybody that's been listening to us for the full calendar year so far, I think we're at like a 40 50 percent hit ratio on it, plus 400 wild cards it's close to 50 percent. so now i'm knowing i just need to start betting all of the plus 400s on the planet and uh i'll probably at least make even <laughs> <laughs> now i'll be up probably a little bit at that point because of how, how well we've done but all right we're going to the open finally it's sad that we're here i don't like yeah. hearing that it's the fourth major this year's gone by way too quickly but on the bright side, the tea times are a little bit more reasonable than last week's. Yeah. I mean, last week, the, uh, again, we're in central time zone, having tea times go off at like 1245 AM was a little bit rough for normal. Um, people. Yeah. 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 When you're not, you know, an insomniac like Jack or something like that, or a golf or a golf nut, like either of us, usually golf puts people to sleep. I was invested. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so this week we're going to be open at Royal Liverpool. Um, this is going to be a par 71, totaling 7,350 yards. Last year's winner was Cam Smith. Now, that was at St. Andrews at the old course. So, again, the Open's different courses here. Um, the last time this course was played, Rory McIlroy won and Ricky Fowler finished second. Do you know who the last two winners on the PGA Tour were? Rory McIlroy Rory. and Ricky Fowler. And Ricky, yep. Uh, yeah, so you kind of got into some of my some of my shtick here. Uh, Tiger won here in 2006. Rory won here in 2014. The biggest defense on this course will be the wind. Um, it's going to be kind of similar in that sense to the Scottish Open of this past week, where if the winds are really high, then the scores are going to be lower. If there's not a lot of wind, then guys will get up to 15, potentially. I feel like 20 is a little aggressive. but I think They're not getting a 20. Yeah, but I think 15 is reasonable if the wind is is low. A um, couple things to know: there's a lot of out of bounds on this course, so you'll need somebody with an accurate driver off the off the tee. Um, if someone's going to have the yips here and start missing drives, they're basically going to be out of my lineup. I mean, I, I again, there's a lot of OB along the sides here. It's a quick way to to gain strokes and not in a pretty way. Um, if you don't hit the fairway on, or if you do hit the fairway on this course, you still have to avoid pot bunkers um, that will come into play. They're not like bunkers that are lined across the, the roughs on the edges of the fairway. No, these are pot bunkers that will sit like in landing zones in the middle of the fairway. So guys like Rory or like Wyndham Clark or 
I don't know, is Keith Mitchell in this field? I haven't even looked. I potentially, but basically long ball guys are going to probably try and go over that distance in terms of uh, those pot bunkers. Yeah, it's one thing you mentioned about uh, fairway accuracy with the driver that I know we'll get into. Rory McIlroy just won last week. You take a look at his accuracy. He's like 150th in the PGA Tour. Yeah. So it's interesting to see stats like that, especially since he won here last time. So when he won here last time, he did hit driver off the tee every time. And again, he was the best in, in driving accuracy all week. So he won with mm. the best driving accuracy. When Tiger won here in 06, he actually used a two iron off the tee the entire week. And he was also the best driving accuracy of the week. Not distance, obviously, because it was a two iron. But in terms of accuracy. I wouldn't put it past him if he had the top distance. That guy's a dog. With a two iron? Uh, that's aggressive. But I guess it's Tigers. In 06, too, I guess it would have made sense. 06, uh, that's prime Tiger. Yeah, that's prime. Uh, so the point being is you don't have to win it with just the driver. Um, Tiger won, won it with a two iron. But again, he's a little bit of a different animal. So you just got to take that into account. All right, we're getting into the uh, DraftKings. Let's do it. And as always, we're going to group the 11,000 and 12,000. And I think we should do the 10K. I mean, there's only like six names. Does that do work it. for you? Yeah, there's seven of them, I think, total. Then. Scotty, Rory, Rombo, Cami, Kepka, Xander, and Hovland. Um, I got probably like two or three names on this list, as sad as that sounds. Um, oh. It's it's not it's not that I hate the other guys. It's just that I have flaws that I can see in some of them. Uh, so Scott Scotty Scotty, I'll go back to him again. I I said this last week. I'm I'm going to follow along the Scotty Scheffler train until the wheels fall off. Uh, well, until he finishes outside the top twelve, top five at this point. I mean, jeez. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to keep going back to Scotty. Um, Rory, little concerning going with the whole back to back thing. Um, it could happen. It makes a lot of sense. I'm sure he's going to play well this week, but I think that he's also going to get a lot of additional attention in terms of people wanting to get to him, uh, which just kind of leans me off of Rory. I'm going to let everybody else get back to him, and I might just steer clear. Yeah, and I think with me for Rory too, it's the thing is he talked about major, 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 live, 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 blah, blah, blah. The big thing is when you come off a win like that, and I know a lot of players talk about it is they get this a lot more self pressure. I know Rory McIlroy knows he's not in the prime of his career anymore where he was maybe even six years ago, seven years ago. So does the added pressure of winning last week, all the talk about being close to a major, how he'd give up everything to have one more major win. Does that put too much pressure on her shoulders, at least for DFS plays? Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things where, where where with him it just makes it a little weary for me so i'm avoiding him um uh, john rom if you want to get there i don't blame you he was my preseason pick to win the open um so i don't hate that in terms of an option i don't know if he's my top option um but again i think that's a viable choice cam smith i did kind of mention it the driving accuracy is important and he's not a driving accuracy guy. That's not what he's known for. He did win last year at St. Andrews, but again, entirely different course layout. You could miss the fairway in St. Andrews, but it wouldn't matter because there's like... You can hit eight. a hotel and it'll bounce back and play. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, you could hit the hotel on 17 and it would it would bounce back in on St. Andrews. So it does not matter in that instance. Whereas here at Royal Liverpool, again, a lot more OB, a lot more pot bunkers. Driving accuracy is important. He scares me. Tepka. I understand if you want to go to again, I don't know if I'm, if I'm itching the Brooks Kepka field the same way. 
Um, this is not the U.S. Open. It's the Open Open, and I feel like U.S. Open is usually a strong suit. Um, Hoplin and Xander, they're they're going to be steady. Those those are good options for me. If if you if you don't want to go with those top five guys, I like the Xander and Hoplin plays underneath. Well, all right. Well, um, I like every single person here, and there's there's not. I mean, you could say there's a complaint about everybody, like you said about Rory. Scotty, he just has to get on the green, and it's just a nightmare from there. Rombo, last time he was out, which was almost a month ago, he missed the cut. You know, there's things that we can poke around with everybody, which I totally understand for DFS play. You got to try and do some eliminating. I think there's a good, good, good chance the winner is going to be in here. I think it's a higher percentage than the field that a winner will come from this category right here really okay and that's that's why i think it's important to maybe get one of these guys because rory won last week which i know is obviously the correlation the last time i think that happened was tony Finau last year yep god he's been winning or on the last page of the leaderboard going into the 72nd hole for as yep. long as i can remember rombo is always going to be a factor cam smith like you said won the last open he's been playing really well kepka all we thought uh, whenever people are going to talk about Kepka in 20 years, they're going to think, man, that guy was good at majors. You take a look at Xander outside of his four over. He was in contention the whole time and has been kind of gearing up. And then you take a look at a Victor Halvin, who's 20 for 20 on cuts one in June and has had three top 30 finishes since then. One was in a major. And then the Scottish open, like we talked about started off um, and had a 62 in round two. So there's guys here that have the potential to go up. So I think a winner will be from this category. Let, let me ask you, let, you want to do a top three in this range? Yeah, you'll have to go with your... I have to go first? Yeah, because I got to think about it. Yeah, I know. Again, it's going to be a bit of a challenge. Um, I I think I'm going to go Scotty. I might go Scotty Xander Brooks. I, I went... That, yeah, I went Scotty Cam Brooks. Okay. You still like Cam even with the driving accuracy. Cam okay. is so soft with his hands. And he's been just his only, let's see, since the Masters, he's had only one finish where it's been in double digits and it was 12. There's a little bit of live, uh, live, live bias on that one. There's only like 12 teams on live. So, hey, listen, when you go out in your first rounds of 63 and you fire a 67, 68, hey, listen, the thing about live, I don't, I used to be a lot of a live slander. Yeah. You should take a look at some of your bets down below of guys that are in live. So oh, don't get me wrong. I again, if you've looked at live at all the last three majors of this year, they've been on the tops of the leaderboards, and I understand that. But usually, there's one live guy that struggles and, and doesn't make that leaderboard where where everybody else does. I think Cam Smith is going to be that guy this week. Okay, but here's what I'm saying. Last time he went out, he won. Before that, twelve. Four nine nine runner up six. That's I know it's in live. I know there's only four, 48 guys. I don't even know, honestly. Um, but he's he's confident, he's been playing well. Last time he was out in a major in Europe, he won. There's confidence, there's cockiness. I like it. We'll we'll figure out a way for you to for us to do a you have Cam Smith, I have somebody else bet. We'll figure out a a head to head on that one. Well, you had Xander, so you want to do Xander versus Cam? Done. All right, absolutely. That's that's going to be a play. Um, I didn't know how strongly you felt about Xander, but the fact that you're you're low, you're lower on him is wild. Um, okay, so all right, are we are we good on this range? Yeah, nine K can't lay at ninety nine hundred to Cam Young nine K, who in my opinion is wildly inflated. Yeah, Cam Cam Young at nine K is a is a bit ridiculous. 
ridiculous in my eyes. The only time I will have him in my lineup is if I've accidentally had six cocktails Wednesday night before lineups are submitted and I accidentally click him instead of Cam Smith. Yeah, I mean, or, or like you were trying to save money and get Carson Young and you ended up with the wrong guy. I, I, I just don't understand it when you have a guy like Hideki who, yeah, I know he's been injured. Last time he's out, I think he finished like dead last. But you can't bunch him up and not. I mean, I can take the like next. I can take six guys that are below him and have more confidence in them than him. And, yeah. and we'll, we'll get to that once we get to the AK range. But uh, I think we both agree that regardless of how Cam Young does this week, we are avoiding him like the plague. Oh uh, yeah, uh, but there's two guys that I like here. Okay. Uh, both are, are 9,400 and 9,300. It's Terrell Hatton and Tommy Fleetwood. Absolutely. Those guys, both. I think they both finished sixth last week. They both have been coming up really well. They both have played on the European tour for many years. They both are from Europe. They're both probably going to get into the Ryder Cup team and most likely a President's Cup team in the future. They're both coming into form. I like both these guys a lot. I think they have maybe the least to lose, but the most to gain from this category as well. So I really like those two guys. Yeah, I think I, I think Fleetwood specifically, but I also love Hatton. I think they're both going to be really good choices. Um, I think they're going to be a little bit favorited just because of the the England in greater Europe slash Great Britain slash England baseline. Um, I think that they're just going to get a little bit of extra extra click, and that's totally fine. Um, I love going back to Ricky this week. Again, he's played this course before. He played it really well. Um, he almost won, so I have no problems if you want to go back to him at 9,800. Uh, Patrick Cantlay, I don't have a, a strong feeling on after last week where he missed the cut. I just, I just don't know. I mean, part of me is, is a little weary about it. Um, again, he finished 14th at the U S open. He finished ninth at the PGA and he finished 14th at the masters. So that's three straight top 15s and majors just don't have that same gut feeling when it comes I think the to the trend this. for majors is going to hold, even though he's done three for three. I I I think there's no way it holds and continues on. I I think that that he's going to take a slight step back. I think he'll make the cut. Hmm. Because again, he's Patrick Cantlay and he's really good. But I think I think like between the T30 and a T40 is is a pretty realistic number that comes to my head for Patrick Cantlay this week. Interesting. Yeah. I I I wouldn't say I like him as much as I did last week, just yeah. because he came out and just was very confusing. Even though he had a 67 in round two where it got him back, he just missed the cut. Outside of that, he's been playing really well all year. I like Ricky. His one blunder in the last two months of golf was a 74, um, which isn't really a blunder. He finished 42nd. And some of the best caliber guys in the world, like Xander, paired with him. Yep. Jordan Spieth is an interesting because after the Open, he took a month off, and he comes back and he plays a super difficult track to come back to and try and find competitive golf again in the Scottish Open, which arguably between 10th and 17th most competitive field in golf. Going into a major, Jordan Spieth, and I think a lot of people forget this, is amazing on Lynx courses. Amazing. It is going to be an interesting play because could we see a decade ago Jordan Spieth, eight or seven years ago Jordan Spieth, come back again at such a low price compared to what he could be that I think he's flying under the radar a lot. Yeah, he's flying under the radar, but again, he's another guy that's kind of volatile. Um, I think he could be sneaky this week. Um, I don't know if he's got the the X factor per se. I almost like Morikawa more just based on the irons. 
Um, I know that, that Morikawa is going to come through. He's won. I want to say he won the Open before, right? I he, should know this, but I can't. I can't definitively say. I'm gonna. I gotta look this up now because that's gonna bug me otherwise. But I want to say he's won the Open before. He was T10 like last year, uh, 2019, 2018. So so Morikawa was T10 in the Masters, T26 in the PGA Championship, and T14 in the U.S. Open. So he's very similar to basically Patrick Cantlay, but $300 less. And he's also the best ball striker on tour, um, regardless of what of what you think of his putting in a short game. Yeah, he won the Open when it was at Royal St. George's. That's right, 2021. There you go. So, yeah, I was right, two years ago. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I think Morikawa is going to be a good option. Last guy I'll mention here, Dustin Johnson. Uh, again, live guy. He's he won on live. What is that now? Month? Oh, geez, it was way back in May. It feels like it was about a month ago, but I guess it's a little over two now. Um, but he played well. He played great at the U.S. Open. Finished T ten. I have no problems if you want to go get to him this week and include him in part of that live dynasty that seems to be loving the toss of major leaderboards. Yeah, I think him. I think you know. I'm not going to talk about Cam Smith. <laughs> I don't get that. I don't even. Who I need to meet up with the people at DraftKings, and I'm sure FanDuel are the same. I can't remember offhand that put this lineup together and said, Cam Young, we're going to bump him up over uh, skipping it. You know what? Then you have a guy like Shane Lowry. He's been playing really, really well, yeah. flying under every radar you could physically imagine yep. just because of the Wells Fargo, I think. That was the big, big miss. Yeah, I mean, ever ever since then, his last, what, like four or five, no, six tournaments, he's been top 20. Or no, he had a T43 at the Canadian Open. Uh, other, other than that, T12, T16, T20, T19, T12. So he's got great form coming in. He is not going to have any problem when it comes to wind. Um, and it'll be a bit of a hometown course for, for Shane Lowry. So that'll be nice. Oh, for sure. 8K? Do it. All right. So we're starting up top. Hideki Matsuyama, 8,900. Going all the way down to Justin Rose at 8,000. So get ready because I'm about to throw a name that you're probably not going to expect me to say. Okay. Take a guess. Wyndham Clark. Bryson DeChambeau. Bryson, I've, it's interesting because you know how you get everyone's been on it, those YouTube binges where you're watching a guy how to make tortellini handmade and three videos later you're watching a guy skin a fish and then three videos later you're watching baseball highlights from three years ago. Bryson DeChambeau highlights came on my feed. Slows down the swing, goes a lot more toward amateur Bryson. Not, 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 not amateur Bryson, but going, I think, more toward that. Very one plane swing, getting the hands really, really low over the top. The club face is really, really square. Since he's made that change, which I think came a little bit after the Masters, he has looked spectacular. Absolutely spectacular. I love watching everything that he does. Now, again, he's kind of known for a couple other things outside of golf that I won't touch <laughs> on. But I think inside the golf course right now, with that little bit of tweak and a little bit of change, where he's focusing more on getting the ball closer to the hole uh, with his irons and his driver, he's been killing it. And I really like him at 8,800 at this price point. Yeah, I mean, I'm not big on a lot of guys in this range. Um, this is probably going to be a pretty popular range for, for me to want to skip over. Um, Sam Burns, super volatile. Bryson DeChambeau. I don't know. I think he's going to be fine. I don't, and he might be one of the higher guys in this range for me. I think he's just going to be fine. Um, I do like Wyndham Clark. I think the distance is going to be very helpful for him this week. He's coming in an absolutely elite form. He won not too long ago. So he's got the confidence. He's got the good form. I, I think this could work for him in terms of, in terms of a layout. Yeah. I mean, here's the reality of it. 
Hideki Matsuyama, half of his body is injured. Let's put yes. it that way. Yes. Wyndham Clark goes out, wins, um, or is on a career tear, career trajectory. Yes. A little expensive for me because PGA missed cut. Yep. Um, he didn't play the Masters. I can't remember it. I can't remember him playing. Um, yeah, that's the last. I don't think he played the Masters. So his one major made cut was a win, if I remember from that broadcast. Yep. Justin Thomas has just just had a weird spiral even yep. though I the other week that you might want to get to him. Sam Burns is arguably as volatile as Sepp Straka right now. <laughs> Max Homa sucks at majors. That's just yep. been proven. I don't like the shouldn't. I like Max Homa. I love yep. Max Homa. I have, I have your Sung JM stat. So Sung JM averages negative nope. 0.5 strokes gained on Link's course and has missed more cuts on Link's course than he's made. So there's your skip on, on Sung J. Uh, I can't get to him. Tony Finau, he's good but I don't think he puts enough spin on the ball in with his irons because of the way he comes down with his body with the shortened clubs. Yep. It just naturally is a loft. The spin numbers are going to be a little low. Tom Kim, I think, could be an interesting play. Uh, finished six with uh, almost four rounds in the 60s. If it wasn't for Sunday, he kind of choked it up. Yep. He's the only other guy that I might get to, but I'm not. And then Rosie with a shocking missed cut last week. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty insane one in terms of I think a lot of people were heavy on Rosie and the fact that he fell through that heavy or that I guess hard um was was a little bit wild. I have to ask, do you have a top three in this range? Because I'm struggling to get to- a good top three that I can feel confident about. Probably Bryson, Tom Kim, and Wyndham Clark, which is sad because I normally would want to say Homa or JT. Yeah. Um because JT can penetrate the ball like no one else can. Hideki Matsuyama, same way. Bryson, Matsuyama, and Kim, are, I guess, are the only form guys that I'd take a look at. Um, maybe Wyndham Clark and I guess Kim are pretty interchangeable just because of yeah. form, but I like the other guys a little more. I think I'm, I, I, I don't hate that list in terms of the guys. I think I go Wyndham Clark. Bryson, I almost want to say Hideki, just based on nothing he's done good in the open in the past. I'll go Tom Kim as the third guy. I mean, again, I think that third guy is pretty interchangeable. I think for me, it's Wyndham Clark and then and then 20 feet of crap and then DeChambeau and then another 20 feet of crap and everybody else. Hmm. Um, I just think this is going to be a pretty rough range and I have no problems if you want to skip over it. And we'll jump right into the 7K range, starting at Adam Scott and all the way down, honestly, not as deep of a category as it could be. Uh, one of the shocks of last week, Young Hun An or Benny An, as I think you call him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Benny An is one of one of my favorite nicknames in terms of that. I know it's not actually his nickname, but it it, it it's close and it sounds right in my head, so I I keep going with it. Um, in terms of this range, I like a couple guys at the top. I like uh Win Wu Lee. Um, yes, his name is Win Wu Lee. Uh, Are you making another nickname for him? Yeah, I mean, I might as well. They're they're, they're so easy to get to, to like make when it comes to Min Wu. Um, so mine as well. I don't think Corey Connors underneath him is going to be the worst play of all time. Um, he played really well last week at the Scottish Open. I think he kind of has that term in terms of distance that could work well for him. Uh, the third guy I like is Ryan Fox. Again, he played well last week at the Genesis. He he made the cut at the U.S. Open. He's made the cut at the PGA, and then he made the cut also at the Masters. Basically, finishing T twenty five at all three of those tournaments. So if you're telling me you can get a guy to finish T25 and on a periphery course and on his home continent, kind of in his home base, I don't hate Ryan Fox at 7,400. 
Uh, I feel like there was well, one. Well, Ryan Fox is from New Zealand, so I don't think Wait, this is what? his. Who am I mixing him up with? Oh, I mixed him up with Ryan, Robert McIntyre. Never mind. Whoa, that's a struggle. <laughs> when two, you said that, I caught off guard. I'm two like, well, very different golfers, by the way. Whoa. All right, I apologize. That's my mistake, but I thought I had one other guy in the 7K range that I liked. Maybe well, not. While you look around, I'll jump into it. One of the guys I'm really targeting, which I think is very underappreciated, is Taylor Gooch. I know yeah. you liked him a lot last year on the PGA Tour. He was playing really well. Since he's gone to live, he's had three wins in, I think, six weeks. So if 50% of your – no, sorry, three wins in the last seven weeks. So mm. if your win percentage is almost 50% in the last over two months of golf, you're doing something right – I don't want to say Tiger-esque because it's not. I will never compare Taylor Gooch to Tiger Woods. But 7,800, I wouldn't call it as competitive a field as maybe a DP World Tour event in some cases or a Scottish Open event. But still, you're playing against guys that have been proven to take major leaderboards the last little bit. So three wins and last seven tournaments is really good. I like Min Woo Lee. I like Ryan Fox. Everybody forgets he's a top 35 player in the world and he hasn't missed a cut since the RBC. It's been playing really, really well from New Zealand. Um, other than that, I think you can get to a guy like Thomas Peters. You can get to a guy. I think the only other guy that you might want to target in this category. Brian Harmon. No, I'm just kidding. I was going to say Abraham Hansen. <laughs> oh, sound the alarm. I'm not sounding the alarm. And the only oh. reason I say that, the one thing we know about Abraham Answer is that his game is very built um, around accuracy. Um, it's, he's not going to go out there and hit 400 yard drives, but on these link style courses, it would be a little bit easier to target him at a St. Andrews where the ball is going to roll out a touch more. But I think as you get into the final finishing holes, if he's in contention, the way he works the ball, you might be able to hold those grainy greens just a touch more. And then as sad as it is, you might want to get, or at least convince yourself to try and take a Patrick Reed. Yes. He's not the most loved player among fans. Yeah. And I think among players, but at 7,600, if you just take a look um, at what he's done in the majors, fourth, um, yes, he had a 56, but it's still a made cut. Um, and then I don't think he, oh, PGA finished top 20. So if you take three majors and you make the cuts on all three and you have a chance to go all four, at 7,600, I'm taking those odds all the time. Hey, are we going to talk about how um, Jason Day basically wanted to Byron Nelson and then now it's kind of sucked since? Or is that, uh, are we just going to just... There's no Jason Day slander this year. He won. I, I know he won, but the, the miscut at PGA, listen, miscut at Memorial, listen. miscut at the U.S. Open, and then 45th at Travelers. Come on, the Jay Day. I think Jason Day would have given... If he said, hey, I just want to win one tournament, I don't care if it's the Church's Chicken Open, I will sacrifice every cut the rest of my career to win one more time and that's we were fair. bear witnesses to that same with ricky fowler that's fair all right so i don't know if i'm getting back to jada at 7800 but but i'm grateful for his win and good for him um all right are we getting into the 6k range yeah because honestly the 7k is very scary yeah. um 6k you can target a guy i mean rasmus hoyard number one in yep. the um or actually not number one Number one in the non-PGA Tour race to Dubai rankings. I know it's very confusing. He missed the cut almost in dead last this week, though. So that's scary. My guy Romaine's in here. Um, your guy, Robert McIntyre, who you think is from New Zealand. Hey, uh, you know what? I mixed him up. All right. That's fair. That's fair. I don't. He's good. Uh, Jordan Smith is in there. I think a guy that went very quietly last week was David Lingmurth because he missed like 112 cuts in a row. 
Alexander Bjork, he's right there again. Bez had a good performance. Um, actually, that's not true. Who? What the heck? Last time I... Oh, sorry. I'm looking at Thornbjorn Olsen. I'm like, same thing as you. I'm looking at a guy and I'm reading his stats, top 25. Um, he's done well. He's scrambled on cuts here and there. Padrag, Padrag, Harrington. Padrag. Um, Thomas Dietrich is down here at 6,400. You could really start your lineup with a couple of these guys in the 6K range and kind of build from there. Yeah, um, there's there's a little bit of a list that I like. Again, a lot of those names are similar to you. Um, I like Phil Mickelson potentially this week. Um, again, distance is not as big of a factor. I think Phil could be a guy. He's, he's He played really well. I want to say at Augusta and the PGA. No, he shot 76 on Sunday in the PGA, so never mind. He technically didn't play well, but he played well otherwise. Um, in the Masters, he did finish T2nd, and then he missed cut at the U.S. Open. But he's been playing well otherwise on live. And at 6,900, I think that's a good number you can get to with him. I think um, it might I, be a decade since he won the Open last time at Murfield. Uh, yeah, probably, yeah, 2013. That sounds right. Uh, Robert McIntyre is, is again, he's a guy that I really like. He played well last week. This is a home course for him. My biggest question is going to be pressure, potentially all coming off a really good week, still being on your home course. Are people going to expect too much of you? And is he going to be over-owned? Um, that's one of those things to look into. If you want to be different, Jordan Smith, who I liked last week, I like him again this week. He's also a hometown guy, but he's going to be less popular than Robert McIntyre because he didn't finish second last week. Um, I do like, again, Padrag Harrington at 6,600. That's another option I like to get to. And then I don't hate going back to like a Dietrich at 64 or a Tom Hoagie at 64. If you're really trying to close out your lineup with one of those two guys, it's not the worst idea. Um, and then last but not least, I'm just throwing them out there. I'm not getting to him this week because I like all those guys at the top of the 6K range instead. Zach Johnson is at 6,000. Um, it's a, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a cluster if you want to get all the way down there. But if you are, so I've made, I made a lineup that I'm not using that had a lot of top tier names and I'll, I'll list it off later, but, uh, Zach Johnson was my sixth guy in that lineup. So sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Uh, all right. Listen, so he did, he has one in open same as Stuart sink, which I think a lot of people forget. He, um, did you notice by the way, there's guys between 5,900 and 5,500 now. Wait, what? Yeah, I so, got so it no longer ends at 6,000. Um, that's a very important thing to notice on DraftKings. They actually made a list of guys between 5,500 and 6,000. Um, don't get me wrong. The the list is not um, great. We'll just we'll just say that. Kita Nakajima. Yeah, I mean, like you got like uh, Matt Fitzpatrick's brother, Alex Fitzpatrick. He's 5,500. Taiga Semikawa. These are. You got, you got Tiger Christensen, who's 5,600. Kazuki Higa. Yeah, Kazuki Higa, Gunnar Weeby. Antoine Rosner. Oh, my gosh. He's made like 10 cuts in a row, if I remember. Yeah. There's One, there's two. a laundry list of guys in here. Nacho Elvira. Um, so he's at he's at 5,700. Again, there's a, there's a kind of a laundry list of lesser tier. I would say the most notable name that I recognized on here is Charles Schwartzel. Uh, you would be incorrect because well, John at the Daly. bottom, yeah, John Daly. But outside of John Daly, I, I think that it, it could potentially either be Ernie Els or Charles Schwartz, Schwartzel. I'd like to know what John Daly's made cuts are odd. Um, because I would bet I don't care if the missed cut is minus 40,000, I would bet every dollar I have that he'd miss the cut, even though I love John Daly. He has so, so many injuries right now, it's ridiculous. 
yeah so so keep that in mind if you are if you are looking at 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 this it does go down to 5500 so if you are really really trying to get super top heavy you can actually use this to your advantage um, I might I, have to redo my lineup now thinking I, about that. I, I don't recommend it, but like, hey, to each their own. Um, and at that point, then you, you can, you know, m- make it work and do what works best for you. Jack, are we going to get into lineups here? Yeah, I'll read mine really quickly because I didn't notice there was another 5K because I've never looked for it before. <laughs> yeah. So I'll read my lineup and then I am going to, while you read yours, just take a look at that because that is confusing. Okay. Number one, I'm starting it off Scotty. He's gotcha. won the Masters. He's proven basically uh, as far as if you open DraftKings and you open every statistic that starts from January this year, his worst finish is 12th. And yeah. ever since the RBC, it's been top fives. Think about that. Yep. Kind think of absurd. Kind of absurd. I don't think people understand. That's the week after the Masters. Think about how long ago that was. That's insane. Yep. So starting off with him. Then I went to Bryson DeChambeau or DeChambeau, depending on what part of the world you're from. Um, Min Lee, 7,700. Ryan Fox, 7,400. Alexander Bjork, 6,700. And Thornburn Olison at 6,600. There you go. That's uh, that's it. All right. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. We'll see. There's there's a few interesting characters you have in your lineups, but we'll make it work. I know you're going to start doing some tinkering now, uh, just based on the, on the 5,500 to 6K range. Uh, for my DraftKings lineup, I went kind of balanced, arguably, depending on who you ask. Um, I'm actually starting with Ricky Fowler at 9,800. Then I've got Tommy Fleetwood, 9,300. Dustin Johnson, 9,200. Minwoo Lee at 7,700. Ryan Fox at 7,400. And then Padraig Harrington at 6,600. Hmm. So... I know Jack's still going to tinker away, so I'm going to go right in here in the FanDuel. Um, I did not go balanced on FanDuel. I'm starting off with Scotty Scheffler at 12,100. Second, give me Tommy Fleetwood at 10,700. Third, give me Terrell Haddon at 10,400. Fourth, give me Dustin Johnson at 10,200. Fifth, give me Padraig Harrington at 8,600. And sixth, give me Jordan Smith at 7,900. Yeah, for my FanDuel, uh 50% of my guys are from Liv. So nice. I went BK 11-8, Cam Smith 11-5, Terrell Hatton 10-4, Ryan Fox 9100, Taylor Gooch 8900 and Alexander Bjork 8300. There you go. Um so I am I I had a photo of a lineup I made yesterday just out of, you know, curiosity to see what I could do. Um so this lineup starts off with both Scotty Scheffler and Rory McIlroy. Um, so you have Scotty at tw- this is on DraftKings. You have Scotty at twelve five. You have Rory at eleven nine. Then you immediately drop to sixty eight hundred, and you get Jordan Smith. Then you go to Podrick Harrington at sixty six hundred. Henrik Stenson at sixty two hundred, who I didn't mention, but he's 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 a flyer if you want to get to him. And then Zach Johnson at six thousand. So you can get to Scotty and Rory together. Um, the rest of your lineup is going to be flyers, but you could potentially end up with two guys in the top three very easily, depending on how on how you do it and, and the luck within your fingers when you make that lineup. That is scary. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, we're going to bets. Yeah, fire away. All right. So my bets, I'm starting off Scotty Scheffler top 20 after round one is plus 125. Second, give me Dustin Johnson, top 30 at minus 100. 
Third, give me Min Woo Lee, top 40 at minus 120. Fourth, give me Tommy Fleetwood, top 20 at plus 120. And fifth, give me a European winner at plus 125. Interesting. How so? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the European winner. I mean, there's definitely a chance. Don't get me wrong. But you take a look. Roy McIlroy, John Rahm, Hovland, three of the top eight or nine guys are only from Europe. So you're just don't, hoping for that middle range. Don't forget for Hovland. Don't forget Shane Lowry. Don't forget Fleetwood. Don't forget Hatton. I mean, all those guys will also fit in that mold too. I know you think those the winner is going to come from those first like three guys, but I think that middle range with a lot of those European influence, I think that could end up being where a winner is pulled from. Hmm. All right. Well, my bets, um, Brooks Kep, I, this is, first of all, the first bet is very safe. Um, I'd like to just see some green go through the calendar for a major, not like the masters where I put like 35 units down. Brooks kept get top 30s minus 160. Now I, th- I think a lot of people are going to see the way I bet normally and see that as more of a cop out. Brooks Kepka, like you had said earlier, plays a lot more to the U S open PGA and so forth as American courses, but just based on the trajectory he's had, it's very hard to ignore him. So I think top 30 at minus 160, I mean, you put a unit down, you're still getting, you know, a good chunk of change back regardless. So I like that. Xander Shoffley, top 30, minus 135. I like that a lot. Tommy Fleetwood, top 30, minus 130. Ricky Fowler, top 30, minus 150. Terrell Hatton, top 30, minus 150. Ryan Fox, top 40, plus 110. Taylor Gooch, top 40, plus 100. And Minwoo Lee, top 40, minus 115. I'm not going out crazy. I'm not. I could theoretically have just taken all the top guys and said top 10, one of you is going to win. I'm going to make my money either way. Yep. But I think I went very safe for this one because it's we're going to a lot of uncharted waters. Yeah, um, I didn't. Well, I kind of. Eh, no, I didn't really go that safe. I, 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 I'm a mixture. I'm a mixture for sure. Um, all right. Are we going to go to winners or wild picks next? Let's do wild cards. Always for a major, you got to save the winners last. Okay. Uh, let Let's see what your wild cards are because I'm curious if what you think of either of mine. Yeah, Bryson top twenty plus two twenty five. Okay. I think based on trajectory, I think with a little bit safer play, I think that's a good number to get to. And then Cam Smith top five is plus three fifty. Um, Cam Smith is going to be an interesting one because I think he's either going to finish in the first page of the leaderboard or just scratch the cut line. Mm-hmm. I think he, you know, he won last time he played last year. He won this. I think he wants to take a big chug of beer out of that chug one more time. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of incentive to try and go back to back here. There you go. Um, for my wild picks, I have Robert McIntyre top 20 at plus 275. I don't know if I have the confidence to get to him in a lineup, but having him in here as a wild pick and just a bit of a sprinkle. Um, this way I can keep an eye on him. And if he plays well this week, at least it's going to do well for my wild pick. Uh, my second wild pick is going to be any live player to win is plus 450. Um, again, it is a wild card pick because I know there's not as many options on that, but I think anything between a Cam Smith, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Bryson, even I, I think could be in play there, depending on how the week goes. I think those are all viable options for to, to get somebody to win. Nice. And then before we jump into winners, I will read off our preseason winners. Liam's was John Rahm. Um, based on current trajectory, it's looking a little questionable, but yeah. if he pulls it out, that'll be a heck of a call. Mine is a little bit more scattered because it was originally <laughs> Dustin Johnson. If he was playing, then the moment we did that, Adam Scott was my backup. Then he got rumored to join Liv. 
And then I said, if both of those guys don't play, it's JT. And then after that, it was Tiger Woods if he plays. But obviously, he wasn't playing. So my preseason pick was technically Dustin Johnson. Yeah, yeah. We'll stick with the Dustin Johnson call. Again, um, This we we made these preseason bets back when we didn't even know. October? October of last year. So we didn't know if live players were even going to be able to play in majors at that point in time. Yeah. Um, so you had Dustin Johnson, and I convinced you to pick a guy that we knew would be on tour uh which was apparently adam scott and then as we're recording you know every single player at one point was mentioned but it was like adam scott in advanced talks with lift I'm like you gotta be kidding me yeah so then he threw out jt and it worked out who are your winners picks this week cam smith and bryson DeChambeau. i went back to back wild cards nice um i i really wanted to go i i guess this is gonna sound dumb to say but i think like i said it's gonna come from one of those top guys i could have done the Everybody on Twitter, every other golf podcast. Well, I think my five winners this week are going to be Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy, John Ron, Patrick Cantlay, and Xander Shoffley. And here's why. Yeah, you could easily say that. I think I, I went out of my way here um, and picked two guys that are a little bit on the top, but still a little bit scattered. If you ask me without PGA Tour fantasy roles, who I think would actually win, it's probably a Scotty Scheffler um that's who i probably would target but we haven't seen him raise a trophy in a little bit of time so maybe he's gonna try a little bit harder than that yeah i definitely think uh you went a little live heavy which makes sense again if you haven't used your live guys this is the last week to do so i mean they're not going to be on the on the FedEx cup and for those who didn't understand what i mentioned maybe this is a major you're trying to get a little bit more into golf betting what we do over here Liam is doing a one and done style. So he's picking a guy and he can't use it for the rest of the calendar year up until we make the PGA tour playoffs. Cause it gets a little more scattered. Yep. I'm doing PGA tour fantasy rules, which I know is a little bit tricky now, but basically I get three guys to use or, or a guy to use three times a year, including majors, including the FedEx cup playoffs. So I got to be a little bit more careful in which way I use. So yep. that's why I didn't automatically put a Scotty or a Rory up there is because I've used these guys already. Yeah, I have I have not used a couple other guys up top. I'm I'm still not going to. Um, I'm going with Matt Fitzpatrick and Colin Morikawa as my two winners picks this week. Um, again, I just have have I think Matt Fitzpatrick is going to have a good bounce back week after last week, and then Morikawa being the iron player he is, I think will benefit him really well in potentially windy conditions on an on an open championship course. So that's why I like those two. Um, in terms of top guys I've left, I do have Scotty Scheffler left. I do have Rory McIlroy left. Um, I have a few other names here that I that I can go to. I have Tony Finau left, um, Keegan Bradley, Justin Thomas, Jason. Why not get to Justin Thomas? Uh, ooh, I have Seb Straka, Russell Henley. I mean, it starts to get a little weak for me. Tom Hoagie, Emiliano Griot, Joaquin Neiman. So it gets it gets a little light for me after a little while, but again. I'm, I'm, if you can't tell, I'm potentially saving, uh, J. Well, I guess now I know I'm probably have to use JT in the first week of the playoffs, but no, playoffs are for one and done. You open back up because the field gets constricted. The rules don't apply. I'm still playing it as the rules applies for me. So I've been saving Rory and Scotty for just those weeks, but should have saved Patrick Cantley. Yeah. Honestly, I kind of wish I would have, but I had to use him and I think he still finished well for me. I think I have t- uh, seven top sevens so far in my in my winners picks which is really nice no winners but seven top sevens including the second with tommy fleetwood 
I think next year we just have to break the bullet and do like five guys each. So we have 10 people in the field and just so we can jump on Twitter every single week. We got a winner in our podcast. Yeah. 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 We took all these guys. Look at what, look at I'm down 68 units on the year, but we picked a winner at the rocket mortgage. (laughs) This guy, I can't stand those guys. They put what, let's say a unit, a standard unit and gambling is for whatever reasoning, a hundred dollars. They put five guys, one guy hits. Yeah. You're set for, depending on if you bet top guys, some of those guys to start like Scotty Scheffler and Ricky Fowler are not like plus two thousands. You no, know, I think Scotty's like plus 900 this week. No, Maybe Scotty's plus, plus 700. Is so seven? think about that. Jesus. Think about that. So if he hits, you're up $200 next week, you missed, then you're down 700. Like it just, it doesn't yeah. make sense. Those guys are lying to you. Yeah. It, it, it's not practical. Um, again, we've been sticking with two and then usually we do a higher price guy and a lower price guy because it's an open and it's such an elevated field. We're just being realistic with you. Bet your higher guys this week. I mean, how many weeks are you really going to be able to use them left? It it makes sense to do that. Just bet your high guys. They'll, they'll be plenty fine this week. They'll win you some money and then just get you into the playoffs and hopefully have a chance to win. All right. Well, last thing, um, I'm adding a new bet. Any player to shoot 59 or lower is plus 15,000. You, you know the craziest part, Jack? I almost put that as a wild pick. I almost did the any live player win and any player to shoot 59 or better um, at plus 15K. I, re- I was really tempted to do it. Man, that bugs me. You did it. Okay. Um, no, I'm just kidding around. I'm not obviously betting. I'm not putting us. No I'm not wild putting picks. A- what, how much is a dime? If you put a dime on that, oh, shoot, I wish you just put a thousand. A dime, you $15.10. That's pretty good ROI. That is pretty good ROI. Uh, all right. So then we have uh, my Xander versus your Cam Smith. Is there another bet you want to do in terms of, of head to heads or anybody that sticks out for you? Is there a guy that you like that might be flying under the radar? Let's take one of the guys that's down in the 5K range of. DraftKings and paired up together. I mean, I know who I want then. Well, I've already picked Adrian Ross, Adrian Antoine Rosner. That's my guy. Okay, so you're doing Rosner. I'm gonna do Charles Schwartzel. All right, we will leave you at that. We got we got two head to heads. We'll see how they come out next week. Let's go out there. Let's win some money. We got the last major of the year. Let's do it, people. Doses. <laughs>